Monday, three in one podcast on the road coming to you from Indianapolis outside of Lucas Oil Stadium. Marley Weirda joined by Andy Olson on a beautiful night here in Indy and even more beautiful for Illinois fans as especially for the ones that were in the building today, Andy, to see Illinois dominate this game against Rutgers. I know you and I had very different perspectives. I was watching here in the stadium. You were watching on TV. I guess we'll start with some of your biggest takeaways, and then I can fill you in. Yeah, it, it was interesting because that big run in the first half where Illinois really started running away with it, I missed because I was going live in the 6 o'clock news. So when I was getting yeah. ready, Brett came on the air and said, Illinois is up by 20. I was like, oh, this was a seven-point game when I was uh, getting ready for this. But one of the big things that really stuck out to me was just, first things first, I would assume how he's just continually able to take over this kind of game like he did tonight. There was one particular move that I think got uh, gift a lot on Twitter where he uh, had the hezzy and the, and the head fake and sent the uh, Scarlet Knights defender on skates, able to hit the uh, long two at that point. That one was earlier in the game. When he's able to do things like that, able to score 23 points, there's you know not a lot that other teams are going to be able to do about that. The other thing that really stood out to me on TV, we mentioned different perspectives. On TV, it was very prominent that Illinois was just all over the boards able to easily win the the rebounding battle. We saw that in the stat sheet as well, 44-19. Illinois had the advantage there. And when Illinois is able to do that and you're able to get your role players going, like DeMonte Williams, Jacob Grandison, uh, both had really big first halves. Uh, Trent Frazier uh, doing great things on defense like we're used to seeing him do. Illinois is going to be tough to beat when you have games like that. So what we saw today, Illinois needs to keep that up. And one of the big things may have been the energy in the stadium, I think. When Absolutely. you have, have 8,000 fans in there, a lot of them in orange and blue, it was kind of like a home game for Illinois. The first one they've had all season, really, their first home game right. with fans in, the, in attendance. Uh, it's going to be hard to beat. Illinois like that and I know they're probably expecting more out of their next opponent uh, as we're just it's being decided right now who they're going to play tomorrow. Yeah, uh, going on right behind us in the building. But uh, as, as we've been talking about, you know, just our different perspectives, I think maybe the rebounding stuck out to you more because where I had been seated was like directly behind mm -hmm. the basket. So maybe I didn't get to see as much of the action because to me it didn't stick out as much. And we were talking about this before we jumped on the podcast is Adam Miller's performance stuck out to me um, a little bit more just offensively. And I think I had I had the freshman in my mind um, the whole time because this was really their first shot at a, a real close to normal college basketball mm -hmm. game. And I'll tell you guys, for those of you that are watching at home or, or you watched on TV tonight, it felt normal. Yeah. It, it felt completely normal, um, something we haven't seen in more than a calendar year. Um, I mean, we had the, the ILL, INI chant going on in there. Um, we heard, uh, you know, they were chanting IO, IO when he was leaving the court. And, and the vast majority were Illinois fans. I don't think there were very many Rutgers fans in the stands, which I think kind of catered a little bit more towards making this seem like more of a home game for, for Illinois in that sense. I did see a lot of yellow, though. I think the Hawkeye fans <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe trying to scout out their next opponent. So I think maybe tomorrow, if, if Iowa advances to the next round, I think um, it'll feel a little bit more balanced. But it, it was just an electric atmosphere. I mean, even when we were standing out here before um, I went inside, it was just buzzing. I mean, yeah. it, it, it felt magical um, and it feels great to have this environment in in college basketball um, back here again. I mean, we talked to the players. We talked to Brad Underwood. They said they they enjoyed it. They enjoyed having fans um, and and the moment 
clearly wasn't too big for them. I can see how it, it would be daunting. You know, you're playing in a football stadium. You're playing um, in a place you haven't been before with fans like you haven't seen. And um, I think they handled it very well. Um, let's go into a couple stats here. The final score, of course, 90 to 68, a 22 point win here as Illinois advances to the semifinal the first time. More than 10 years. That's right. Illinois has been able to do that in the first time in, in head coach Brad Underwood's um, tenure. I mean, we talked about Ayodesumu, 23 points, five rebounds, um, and of course, Kofi Coburn with another double-double, 18 points, 12 rebounds. Andy, anything else that, that stuck out to you? I think uh, I was I was kind of impressed with, with Jacob Grandison. I don't know if you had been watching at that point. You might have still been out here doing your live shot, but <laughs> I think he got um, Illinois off to, off to a pretty good start. I was impressed with him. Yeah, I mean, he he had a couple of big shots early. I think he made the first basket, and that was the and one that really yeah. kind of set the tone. And, and to me, that was one of the things that also stuck out was how much energy Illinois brought right out of the gate. And I apologize if you can hear the PA behind this. They, uh, they're replaying this message over and over again outside Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, but that stuck out to me. The, the amount of foul trouble that Illinois was able to get Rutgers in also stuck yes. out to me. I think that's going to be important for Illinois uh, as they go through the rest of this Big Ten tournament, throughout the rest of the NCAA tournament. As you see, fans still, fans still uh, hanging around. Uh, but getting those guys in. <laughs> Thank you. So getting the, the other team in the foul trouble, I think, is, is going to be huge. When, you, when you're able to get the other team's best players, and you can credit Kofi Coburn for that, being mm -hmm. able to go inside and to force that kind of contact from Miles Johnson, who went out of the game early. He had a couple of early fouls, two of them, so he was out for most of the first half, and then he was able to foul out later in the right. game. That's going to be huge, and that's when you happens when you play physical. Now, you can't always expect the other team to be fouling you, but when you have that type of strategy, when you're able to identify those players who may be susceptible, to fouling, you go after him. And just like Kofi Coburn did, and he was able to have that big game, like he mentioned, another double-double, yes. uh, second in the country. First time in a while, I think. I don't yeah, know he, he had a couple of quiet games. Yeah. Well, Kofi Coburn is back bigger than ever, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ask but he Jeremy took, Warner about yeah. his size. <laughs> we, we know that he likes being big. He, uh, he took 11 shots from the line. Andy and that that is quite a bit but he went six for 11 so um definitely you know targeting Kofi there um and just to reiterate everything that you basically just said Andy but um I it, it'll be a grueling stretch though I think coming up for this team uh you know they got the first one under their belt I mean they took on a good Rutgers team not to take anything away from them I mean this was a good team and I think a lot of us expected this game to maybe be a lot closer than it was I know you and I were talking about that we maybe like a four point seven point margin so somewhere in there and for them to make a statement like they did 20 plus point victory and Derek made a good argument for that early on the pregame show yes. uh, that which you could have caught on our digital channels saying that Rutgers matches up really well with Illinois the way that they're able to stay physical with them and the way that Rutgers defense is good it, they weren't tonight because we, <laughs> we saw 90 points get put on the board by Illinois but overall this season Rutgers and I shouldn't say their season's not over they're gonna play in the NCAA tournament they have a really good defense so the the way that Illinois was able to go after that and expose those weaknesses I thought was super impressive and something that needed to happen from a team that is going to be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament we haven't seen them finish out a game like this I feel like yeah. in a long time they, they you mentioned it on the pregame show that sometimes they can play down to their opponent not getting up for the games only getting up for the ones like the Michigan to the Ohio, Ohio State's on the road seeing them finish out a game like this I think was super important and and it tells 
tells us a lot about what kind of damage they can do moving forward. Yeah, and Rutgers, they came close in coming out of halftime. I mean, they, Illinois they had a couple turnovers, silly mistakes early on, and then uh, Ron Harper Jr., not Hoppe Jr. <laughs> Me and Andy have this joke that I've been calling him Hoppe Jr. Hoppe. with a, a Boston accent. I don't know Harper. where that yeah. came from. I'm not from Boston. Anyways, um, I mean, he was, he was getting into the lane, yeah. just doing whatever he wanted, and it looked like Rutgers was was gonna to gonna make it a close game, but um, like you mentioned, Andy, I think it, it speaks volumes to how Illinois was able um, to close this one out. Uh, I don't know if you have a preference, Andy, who you would like to see. I know we're gonna find out in in just a few minutes, so maybe by the time you guys are listening to this podcast, um, we will know already. But Andy, who would you like to see um, Illinois face in the semifinals? <laughs> Speaking from the past, where people didn't know who Illinois is gonna play, I would say that I'd rather see. Iowa, just as a neutral, I think Illinois-Iowa would be such a good game. We talked, you guys talked on the pregame show about the, the storylines that are, that such such a fun battle and such a fun game to see. Wisconsin would be fun as well, but we've already seen Illinois play them twice this year. It's hard to beat a team three times. Yeah. Uh, as, as I always <laughs> like to say, it's uh, I don't know how factual it is, but it sounds nice. Uh, so I would say Iowa would be the one that I would want to see. Uh, just speaking from a neutral perspective, it would be a fun one. Uh, but either one, Brad and Io both said that it doesn't matter at this point. They don't have a preference. Right, they don't. Uh, maybe they do, but they just didn't want to tell us. They just didn't want to tell us. They yeah. did. Um, yeah, I think I'm on your page, Andy. Uh, I just kind of want to see um, Io Dasumu and Luca Garza kind of battle it out here for this National Player of the Year um, contention. But um, I think that I, I am a big um, person that likes the bracket to not go the way that it's expected. And I think right now it's kind of run its course. It has, and, yeah. And it's gone the way people expect it It hasn't to. gone exactly chalk, which would be every higher seed winning. But right. with Ohio State beating Purdue, Buckeyes not technically a higher seed than Purdue, but they are a higher ranking in the media and coaches poll. So it, you could say it is chalk at this point. Sure, sure. So I don't know at that, but I like. So you I want to see some chaos. I, I would like to see another um, <laughs> Illinois Iowa matchup. Um, I think that would be exciting. I think that's what the fans want to see. We saw the the two um, like the Big Ten dads, if you will, uh, Ayo Sumu's dad and Luca Garza's dad, hugging it out in the stadium. I don't know if you saw that picture on oh, yeah. Twitter, but um, kind of funny to see that there. So, Andy, any final thoughts before um, we wrap it up here in Indianapolis for the night? You know, I feel very privileged to be here, as a lot of fans do, I know. They, they have been suffering through not being able to see this yeah. Illinois team. The best ones that some of these folks have had in their lifetime haven't been able to go and see these guys play in person. So I feel privileged to be here. I know a lot of fans feel, feel that same way, like I said. And that's brought a different kind of energy to Indianapolis, which has been super cool to be around. Um, we're all staying safe. We're in a mask when there's a lot of people around. Uh, yep. But it's an exciting time. You can feel the energy in Indianapolis. And I wish uh, all Illinois fans could be here. But yeah. we thank you for for. <laughs> joining us because you can't be here yeah and and this is the energy andy that the team deserves and i think they've been waiting right. for all season so we're excited to be covering illinois every step of the way um until they lose really here or That's if right. they lose rather here in the big 10 tournament so we'll be back um tomorrow with more coverage we'll also be hopping on um for a live hit in um full court friday uh coming up later in our 10 o'clock newscast so tune in to wcia for that as well and and we will see you guys here tomorrow, bright and early.